Hello, and welcome to The Point Being, a weekly podcast from Ipsos Public Affairs. Here, we dive into the latest public opinion research as it relates to the news of the day. I'm Kate Morris, a data journalist with Ipsos, and I'm joined by my colleague, Sarah Feldman. Hey. Also a data journalist at Ipsos, and research leads, Chris Jackson. Greetings. And Mallory Newell. Hi there. Thanks to everyone who's tuning in, and over to you, Sarah, for a rundown of what's current this week. Well, this week, with so many people on the road to being fully vaccinated, we are going to be talking about how Americans are talking about their shots and inching back out into the world. We'll start off with who is vaccinated, how people feel about showing proof of vaccination to do certain things, whether people are talking to friends, family, and stranger about their vaccination status, and given all that, where that puts the country. So Mallory, just to set things off, how, who isn't vaccinated and why? Thanks, Sarah. You know, this is one of the really interesting things for me as we're tracking vaccination status in the Axios Ipsos Coronavirus Index. We've talked a lot about how vaccination numbers are rising rapidly, but there's one number that's been remarkably steady and consistent from wave to wave, and that's the number of people that say that they will never get the coronavirus vaccine, hovering around one in five Americans. And, you know, partisanship is a really big driver here with Republicans um, in larger numbers saying that they will never get the vaccine. But um, some of the more traditional indicators of public health behavior are playing a role here, too, namely income and education level. And so what we're seeing is that um, folks that are in a lower income bracket, um, those that do not have a college degree are also kind of in that camp of uh, saying that they don't plan to get the vaccine. Now, I think there's some underlying correlation here of, of your income and education level with your partisanship, but it's worth noting that these are sort of all drivers in the ability to, you know, from finding time to get the vaccine, to get the vaccine, to just having a desire to do that as a whole. Um, and, you know, looking at our data, these indicators, especially partisanship, don't just influence your likelihood of getting the vaccine, but actually we're starting to see that they also influence your sentiments about what people can do once they actually are vaccinated. That's right, Mallory. Uh, this has been one of the paradoxes of the vaccination phase of the recovery over the last four or five months is that vaccination status has not actually been the biggest correlate with people being willing to get out of their home or get out back into the world. Instead, that's much more been partisanship with Republicans, much more willing to to leave the home, to go out to eat, to visit with family, and much less likely to be taking sort of protective measures like social distancing. Um, and even in the first couple of months of the vaccination effort, when it was primarily older folks who were getting vaccinated, we weren't really seeing much movement there where, you know, among the vaccinated population, they were actually still basically still doing all the same stuff, still socially distancing, still staying home, not getting out and about. Um, and one of the things we're actually seeing now is 
that, and particularly over the last couple of months, is the vaccinated have really started sort of picking up their activity level. They're, they've really started to uh, to match back up with the, the unvaccinated populations um, in terms of getting out of home, where now there essentially there's no differences in, in those sort of two measures, visiting family or going out to eat, that we sort of use as our proxies for out-of-home behavior, with a little bit over half of both the vaccinated and unvaccinated visiting family and right about half of the vaccinated unvaccinated going out to eat in in the period that sort of includes the first two weeks of May. Um, And I think that's sort of about the the vaccinated population, which is sort of the half of the population that was more concerned about the pandemic to start with, re-entering society and essentially catching up with all the people who never thought COVID was a big deal and never really curtailed their behavior. Uh, but I think there are a lot of question marks moving forward uh, with uh, people, particularly the vaccinated and people who have those greater levels of concern with the pandemic, still being a little bit more reticent to do lots of activities, um, including uh, going out to things like parks or going, uh, you know, sort of travel, uh, global, international or or domestic travel. And we actually see there that there's lots of interest among people who are vaccinated and among people who are more concerned with the coronavirus, which also tends to correlate strongly with people who live in cities, with the idea of some sort of vaccine passport or proof of vaccination, something that essentially allows them to sort of feel more safe about their getting back out in the world, even though they're vaccinated, um, where, you know, we see and particularly things that are seen as as larger risks that really involve people being in sort of tight, confined areas for any sort of length of time. We see a, a fairly decent number of Americans supporting the idea of what is functionally a vaccine prep passport, proof of vaccination. So things like traveling on a plane uh, or or traveling on some sort of cruise ship or staying at some sort of resort, going to uh, some sort of events, um, big events, things like that, where there isn't as much support on things that are more sort of routine, like uh, going to the grocery store or going to get your hair cut. There's a little less support on. But I think one of the big question marks is Americans aren't much like everything else in the pandemic, aren't really even on the same page in terms of how they talk about vaccination status. So figuring out how to have some sort of proof of vaccination is really going to be a big question mark moving forward. With that, Mallory, like what does the data say about how people are talking about the vaccine? Well, it's becoming a mainstream conversation piece, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> we, we asked about this in the most recent Axios Ipsos coronavirus index because it actually came up organically as a conversation among us and our team, right? You know, is it, is it acceptable to ask people about their vaccination status that, you know, that's what triggered it. Um, And what we found is that a majority, about three in five Americans say that they have asked their family or close friends about their vaccine status or that they've been asked by people if they are vaccinated. So largely it's just, you know, folks talking in their close circles right now. Um, but there's a pretty clear dividing line on on who's actually having these conversations. And I think it's really interesting that it's actually the people who are vaccinated 
and the people who are more open to the vaccine or more concerned about COVID-19 are the ones that are actually having these conversations, right? So it it has almost sort of become a um, a status piece, if you will. Like if you are vaccinated or you're pro-vaccine, you're more forthright about having these conversations. We're seeing that it taking place among older people over 50, among Democrats, among urban residents in larger numbers. Um, but even people, you know, who are concerned about the virus, uh, are the ones that are asking their family or close friends, or even half of people who report being concerned about COVID-19 report that they've asked people outside their close circle about their vaccine status. So it, it definitely is starting to trickle into our conversations. Now at this point, still few Americans report that they've been asked by their employer about their vaccine status. It's about one in four and hardly any say that they have had their employer require them to get vaccinated. So it doesn't really seem like it's a workplace issue, but it's almost more like Americans trying to suss out the, the safety or even the level of risk of doing everyday activities, you know, figuring out who around them is, I'm using air quotes here, safe uh, as they tiptoe back into society. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, Mallory. And, you know, with that, let's zoom out for a second. The big mm -hmm. picture here, are Americans generally starting to feel safer? Um, in a word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this, this week actually marked a big tipping point in our survey. You know, this, this is a survey we've, we started the, the week that COVID was declared a national emergency, right? So 14 months later, this is the very first time that fewer than half of Americans say that they view returning to their normal pre-COVID life, though sidebar, what is normal anymore? <laughs> um, but fewer than half view returning to pre-COVID life as risky. Um, and as you know, we're starting to see a greater reemergence, I think it's really becoming a question of how much relative risk you're willing to accept. So not only do a minority of Americans feel that it's risky to return to their normal life, but if you drill down into specific activities, it's things like um, going to dine in at a restaurant, going to a sporting event, going to a salon or spa, the the percentage of people that say that those are large or moderate risk to their health is starting to drop. And we really saw that in our most recent survey. Um, but also in our new Ipsos coronavirus consumer tracker, you know, we're starting to see that um, Americans are beginning to kind of transition out of survival mode. So we ask people to sort of describe the, the phases or stages that they're in. Um, and we're seeing that the number of people that are sort of in that adaptation or acclimation phase, like I've, I've adapted to the restrictions, uh, that's continuing to go down. But the percentage of Americans that report, um, you know, they're doing some of the things that, that they were doing before COVID or that restrictions are being lifted in their area, those numbers are on the rise. And so, you know, for me, as as we move toward Memorial Day and to the summer holidays, 
Uh, one thing that I'm going to be looking at is if these feelings of reemergence and recalibration are, are going to start accelerating even more rapidly. And I think we'll just have to wait and see. That's right. We'll have to wait and see whether this summer is a bit more active and exciting than last last year's. Um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, and while Mallory and Chris and Sarah have run down some of the really um, exciting points for this past week, especially from Axios, there's still so much else, um, other surveys that you can investigate on our website. So some of those would be um, the recent, a recent Reuters survey on the state of the GOP, also the Ipsos consumer COVID tracker, and a, sur a special survey on Americans' attitudes towards meat consumption. Um, so this can be found at ipsos.com news and polls, and you can always follow us on Twitter at ipsosus. Thanks again for yeah, If you up. ever wanted data about whether or not people think that Americans are having their meat consumption policed, we've got it. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so thanks everyone, and join us next week. I'm Kate Morris, and you can find me on Twitter at Callison Morris. I'm Chris Jackson. Follow me at JCB Jackson. I'm Mallory Newell at Mallory Kate, Kate with a C. And I'm Sarah Feldman, and you can find me here next week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks.